Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Spin FL. What is up, y'all? This is Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden and talking about football. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned America. I always start like that, but uh, mentioning the American part is why I want to get into the uh, this non well, kind of football related, but you know, not directly mm-hmm. football related thing that I feel we could touch on. Um, living abroad, looking at America from a different perspective um, now since yeah. moving here, I'd say. Uh, but there was a crazy yep. uh, situation that went down last week. We have some, and I looked at the stats too. We have some uh, a few uh, listeners in the U.S. We got more than I expected. Nice. I was kind of shocked that we got some listeners uh, stateside. So what's up to y'all? And uh, our thoughts are with you because uh, some people tried to basically uh, do an insurrection, like overturn yeah. the election results. <clears throat> They've been gassed up by President Trump and his people. Yeah, I honestly like I don't know. Maybe some people will say like, "Ah, your football podcast. Like, what are you doing?" Like, I I kind of feel like we have a responsibility to say something about this. Um, I mean, for one, we're Americans. More importantly, you and I decided early on that we would cover this, you know, social justice, Black Lives Matter movement in Mm. detail because it obviously mattered to us. As two black Um, men. Yeah, as an as one black man and one, I guess maybe honorary black man who, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, uh, you know. But also, let's not kid ourselves. Th- this has a very real impact on the NFL, right? Yeah. Um, which is clearly what we're here to talk about every week. Yeah. Um, and for anyone out there who complains that politics, you know, oh, I don't want politics in my sports. In my opinion, you're too ignorant to realize that politics have always been a part of sports. Yeah. So go read a book. And go fuck yourself if you haven't figured that out yet. Um, so, okay. For me, what, what we witnessed at the Capitol building fits into this conversation because for those of you who didn't catch the nuances and the not-so-nuanced parts of this, what happened on January 6th was a planned and dangerously orchestrated white nationalist insurrection. Yeah. Period. Yep. Call it what it is. It was not a display of ideological differences. It was not a protest. It was plainly put an attempt to overthrow the United States government. Government, and and I'll tell you another thing. One thing that it's also not is over. It's not over. Yeah. Uh, and I can say that having watched this on what day was it? Was it Wednesday? Yeah, it was Wednesday. <clears throat> I, I have never. Uh, been more grateful that I married a Swedish person than I was on that day and that I haven't the option to be here. Yeah, man. Uh, like I'm watching this from afar for real. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah not figuratively. Speaking. I mean, it, uh, you know, it, it's, it kind of tears you in half actually, because you're, I mean, you're from there. So it, you know, it, it breaks your heart to watch it happening. 
Um, but at the same time, you, I felt very fortunate to not have to be there. Um, I, you and I have spoken about this personally. I have kind of a, an added complication to this in that the majority of my family are Trump supporters, mm-hmm. uh, which makes it difficult for me to figure out like how I'm supposed to have normal conversations with them anymore. Um, four years ago, um, my mother sent me this hat. This is the no. Make America Great Again hat. Uh, and I don't know, my thing is fucking it up. But what I did is I put some, uh, I put some duct tape on it over the great part and mm. wrote with my own Sharpie, think, so that the hat would say Make America Think Again. Yeah. Uh, and I've had this hat for four years. I'm too, I'm, even though I edited the hat, I'm still just like dreadfully ashamed to even have it on my head because I feel like for me, this hat is, uh, is basically the modern day version of, uh, of the white hood. Oh, um, damn. that's how I feel about it at this point. Yeah, um, and I also feel I, I bringing this back into football conversation. Personally, I find the league's lack of response to be not only shameful, but a real missed opportunity to show that they really believe in social justice. Um, and for those of you, for those of you who are sitting there going like, "What the fuck does this have to do with the Black Lives Matter thing?" Simply put, when Black Lives Matter protested uh, in front of the Capitol building several months back, you saw the the military response. You saw the National Guard there. That was before anybody uh, even came in the area. Like exactly, this, they and did this... that way before. Like they just ramped yeah. up with National Guard, and then there were, and now it's come out that so many people have uh i mean so many people like it was known that they were yeah. planning this uh insurrection and there was no yeah. ramp up of anything and then even to the point where they didn't want to send people out there at all like uh they were hesitant to yeah. even send response after the shit's been broken absolutely into. i read i read this morning that the next round of the playoffs will uh we will be seeing an increase in these nfl's empty gestures uh, where not only will they be writing messages on the field, but apparently they're going to be writing shit on the goalposts. Oh, um, oh and they're going to be gonna really solve it, man. Yeah, they're really going for it. <laughs> I think maybe they thought like, well, shit, maybe if it's on the field, you can't really see it. Maybe we should put it on something that's upright. Oh, I know something that's upright. The uprights. Let's put it on there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I and, and also I thought another because I went, I really, really looked like I went and searched like has the, a lot of players have obviously responded and tweeted mm-hmm. about it, but there really has been nothing from the league. And I even went to I stumbled upon the NFL. Uh, they have a separate site, a separate website for the NFL communications department. Okay. And they have a search engine where you can search through all of their press releases. And when I typed in the words, uh Washington, D.C., Capitol building. Um, the only headline, one headline popped up. One. And it's from 2017, oh, wow. where it says, former NFL players, members of Congress, and U.S. Capitol Police to participate in 2017 congressional football game. That is literally Damn. the only word, the only time that Capitol Police or any of that shit is mentioned in the NFL communications website i, just, I think it's i just disgusting. took for granted that they had said something i just hadn't heard it yet but i didn't even think about the fact that they didn't say anything when fucking apple amazon 
you know, uh, Twitter, Facebook, all of these uh, these entities are doing something, then the NFL is not crickets. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, Absolute fucking crickets. Not and it's because a all the all the owners are Trump supporters. Yeah, probably. But, they, but it's like I don't it's know how even, many, but it's pretty. It's close to half, right? Yeah, and it's not even. And the one story that has come out is Deshaun Watson is trying to leave. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That I would think that, you know, has something that's kind of not fully related. But Deshaun Watson had a deal with them that they, the Houston uh, Texans would bring in someone, I mean, an outside firm to find to, to help with the hiring process. Right. And the outside firm determined that uh, this candidate, I forget the candidate's name, was the one they right. should take. And the candidate happened to be black. Mm. And then uh, I think they or it was down to a couple candidates, but whatever. The candidates were a minority and uh, they had had to hire this firm to do it. And then they went against the firm's uh, recommendation and just picked somebody from the Patriots. That's interesting. I haven't heard. I haven't read that story. So Deshaun Watson is like, fuck y'all. I'm out of here, man. And he's trying to leave. And uh, they're tying it to the Dolphins, too. He comes to Mm. or whatever. And uh, yeah, but he has a no trade clause. So he has mm. to sign off on whatever trade they make, but he's he's saying he's threatening not to play according to sources. Right. Interesting. And the, uh, that's the uh-huh. one story that comes out during all of this is the uh, an owner disregarding, you know, uh, a job or uh, uh, denying a job opportunity to a black person. Mm. <laughs> all of this shit wow. going on, even though it's yeah. not a it's not a direct racial thing, but it is a no. racial thing. Like it's a sure angry white people. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, at some like, I guess in some way we have to figure out a way to wrap this up and move on to the to the games and stuff. But uh, I don't know. I I just felt like it was kind of on us to have some sort of reaction to it um, because we have been watching this space from from the beginning since we started doing this. And um, and I don't think it's over. And I and this isn't probably isn't the last time that you're going to hear us talk about this, because now the reports are saying that there's, you know, a threat of insurrections at all 50 state capitals in the U.S. And then you still have the inauguration next week. So, you know, I'm I'm from these people. I know who these people are. I grew up with these people um, Mm. around these kind of people my whole life growing up in Georgia. Um, and I'll tell you one thing that these people are not, and that's the quitters. They never give up. Um, they're not going to give up until you beat them back. Um, well, there's so, a yeah. national guard so that should be... in every state, so they're going to have mm-hmm. some. They're going to be fighting some professionals. <laughs> yeah, they go do this shit. I don't think it'll get. I don't think it'll get violent at the capitals. They might protest at capitals, but it's we'll gotta see. it's gotta end man i get sad for my country man i'm a patriot i consider myself a patriotic person i'm a, a mm. vet a war veteran i'm a military mm. vet you know what i mean all this i'm a disabled vet by the way uh nice. <laughs> but uh yeah so i take it uh very seriously and uh, mm. i get very sad stuff like this happens back home and i also feel like i'd like to be you know a part of, of stuff so I just try to. We're both in media, you and I, so yep. I try to use whatever chances I can when I'm in the media here to uh, give my perspective and show that we're not all idiots. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah. So with that said, mm. uh, 
<laughs> this is what I would say. Speaking of idiots, Frank Wright, <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, whoever lost, flip them, pick him. Speaking oh, of right. idiots. You... Actually, that would be you. Oh, yeah, I uh... lost, flip them, pick them. Speaking of idiots, Jonathan yeah. thought for some reason. Uh, yeah, so. I had the flip... tougher games. As I rec- if I recall correctly. You did. And it's funny because I won the coin toss against mm-hmm. you. And stole my, my move. Uh, and I lost the coin toss against my son. And my results against you are like the mirror opposite of my results <laughs> against my son. Right? Okay. Um, so we went into this week, flip them and pick them. You, Jonathan, up 139 to 115. Okay. Uh, unfortunately... Um, I won this week five to one. Okay. So now we're at 144 to 140. You're winning? Um, no, you're still winning. How did you get 144? Was each one five points? Each one is five points. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Wow. It got I'm tight. on your heels, brother. It got tight. Well, tight okay, well, let's, let's go through the games. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah. So, so the first game. Bills uh, beat the Colts 27-24. to 24. Um, <clears throat> Interesting game. Yeah. Probably, probably the most com- one of the more competitive games of the weekend. Um, I mean, it felt to me like the early story of this game was field position. I mean, the Bills were really – took them a while to get going because they kept – I mean, <laughs> the Colts managed to get them to – force them to start on their own, like, three-yard line, their own five or own seven or – um, really kind of had them backed up in their own end zone in the first quarter. Um, yeah, they're uh, t- they're they're being second guessed a lot about yeah. the decision to go for it on fourth and four. <laughs> yeah, uh, down uh, the uh, towards the end of the first half instead of taking the three points. And I said mm. the same thing as I watch it, like just fucking kick the field goal, man. Mm. Kick the field goal, and and you know, and if they would have been considered heroes if they got it, but. Risk reward, man. Take your points. You're doing all right. Your defense is doing. It's not like they're running away with the score. Take your fucking three points, and it would have been a huge difference. Uh, I think. I yeah. I I I hear the Bills are a better team, but I hear you, and I I actually didn't have a problem with them going for it on fourth down. That seems to be the thing to do uh, nowadays. Um. That being said, I you're not wrong. I mean, it, it's not like it was a necessary thing to do. It being the end of the first half. I mean, um, you, you obviously you understand it more if it's late in the game. Um, right. But I felt like they had a lot of things going for them. I mean, the defense was the Colts' defense was playing great. The yeah. Bills' run game was nothing. Um, you know, I mean, they really could have could have taken those three points and kind of just dusted themselves off and gotten themselves ready for a second half. Exactly. Uh, but Josh Allen, Jesus. I mean, that guy, even though, <clears throat> you know, the run game didn't really add up to much uh, from a traditional perspective. And then you started to see Josh Allen be like, you know what? Fuck this. Like, I, I, this is one of the things I really like about him is that he really, unlike most quarterbacks, is willing to put his body on the line. He's got a big uh, ass body, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the game really started to heat up from there. I mean, it was like. I mean, Allen went on, what did he, it was just like 26 of 35, 325 yards passing, two TDs. Yeah. I mean, the Colts hung in there 
thanks and mostly due to Jonathan Taylor and also because of their defense. Michael Pittman, Jesus, he was good too, right? Yeah. A receiver, he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, but not enough for, I mean, you know, Allen and Diggs and Beasley and Davis, they were just, they were too much. Speed kills, um, man, and that's a fast fucking receiving core because they yeah. also got Brown too. It's just like the cap is off both sides of the defense. I've, I feel like there were a lot of bad calls this weekend, and we're gonna we're gonna get into some of them. This yeah. game had one for sure. Uh, this thing, what was his name? Pascal, where his knee, his knee, he oh, caught the ball. Yeah, he caught the ball. He went down and he yeah. got up. And from the replay, you could tell like his knee was off the ground. Um, yeah, and you can see the. I think his name is Poiser. Po- the defender, yeah, Poiser. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could yeah. see he was waiting for him to get up so he could try to knock the ball loose. He purposely exactly. didn't touch him. Yeah. It was a great play by the defender. Yeah. And, uh, and, then and I was rooting for the Colts. I wanted the Colts to win. And mm-hmm. when that happened, I was like, oh, okay, game's over. Uh, good try, Colts. You know what I mean? I was just like, oh, this, it's over. And then the refs reviewed it and still – and what? Yeah. Play stands. Let's just move on. Yeah, because it led to what should have been, in my opinion, a fumble. Yeah. Um, And, you know, the Colts got the ball back after a really long – uh, review. I, I thought mm. they got that one wrong. Definitely. Thankfully, thankfully it didn't matter. Yeah. Um, because if the Colts had pulled off uh, a you know a last second touchdown. Yeah. yeah if Rivers uh, throws this, anything catchable, the last three throws. This, maybe this they get a field goal. This would have been all we'd be talking about, right? Yeah. Now. It would have been and, just like a few years ago with Saints versus uh, Rams. Absolutely. When like what? 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 Yeah. Why? Are, why is this happening? I'm going to fold in one of my shit got learns uh, because they talked about it during this game. 43 comebacks from teams that were down at least 10 points, most in NFL season. Oh, wow. And somehow, despite the fact that each team in the league only plays 16 games, it feels to me like like the Falcons have been on the losing end of at least 40 of these comebacks. <laughs> Chargers too, right? Uh, so yeah, I thought that was kind of crazy. It's, I mean, it's also, I mean, it's the highest scoring season. It's the most like, yeah, it's been, I I guess you could rack that up to, I don't know. I guess you could blame that on COVID and just the kind of instability of the league this year. Um, I don't know. Is that it for uh, Phillip Rivers? I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I don't know. I guess it depends on where he's going to the booth, man. I mean, it, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he can he go up curse. There, he can go up there and rip out all of his dag nabbits and gosh, golly, old <laughs> That shuck. could be his thing. He could make that his thing, man. Oh, totally. Uh, He's a real character, that guy. He'd uh, be great. Uh, but I do think it's probably time for him to hang it up. Um, I don't know what the Colts have. I mean, it's not like they're going to – you can't just turn to Jacoby Brissett. Right. Right? I mean, they're going to have to have some other plan. No, they can't. They I mean, Jacoby Brissett is essentially the Colts version of uh, Taysom Hill. Um, yeah. You know, their Swiss Army knife who just kind of comes in to get that short yardage play. And, yeah. Uh, but he, but I uh, and then it seemed like he played like that with the Patriots as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't see him being the main guy. Um, no. I don't know. I mean, but I, I hope they figure out some kind of uh, solution for their quarterback spot if um 
if Rivers does retire, because this is a really fun team to watch. I mean, they have a great defense. They have two really great running backs, a couple of great receivers. I mean, it's it's pretty easy to like the Colts. They're a fun team, I think. Yeah. What was it? There was another call the coach made too. Like he might have. There was another. There were a, there were also several times where uh, coaches decided to punt on fourth and short. Yeah. yeah. That's what like, he did. He tra- at the end of the game, you're like behind, and then it happened in the Saints game. I think it happened in the yeah the Bears. That's what it was. And the, the, the yeah, Bears it happened, did that. It happened with the Bears. Like, it what happens- are you doing? Wow. It happened a couple of times this weekend. I thought that uh, was weird. Yeah. So uh, the next game, Rams Seahawks. That mm. was a shock to me. Yeah, thirty to twenty, the Rams beat the Seahawks. I don't know if I've ever seen uh, Russell Wilson throw a pick six. Mm. So that was a shock too. But mm. uh, they when they fell behind, it was just like they can't score. <laughs> I didn't. I never expected that they like that. The beginning of the season, they were just putting up points on everybody, and they just could not score until it was late. And then when they were finally getting on the momentum, the guy fumbles the ball. Yeah, I mean, I we talked about this before too. I like, I can't remember the last time the NFC West was known for like being defensive i mean it was like yeah. both teams it's like i i mean and honestly from watching the game i was like is it because these offenses are playing so crappy or is it because the defenses are really that good it was kind of hard to tell um you know but it was uh it was a real snooze fest yeah, uh yeah it was kind of little... boring what's the name uh, pete carroll they go to a uh i think it was two men of warning or something or mm. or an injury that's what it was there was an injury timeout so he has so much time to look at the play, and then he still throws a challenge flag and mm. loses a timeout. I get really annoyed. I thought it was really time. funny when I was watching the game, The like at the end of the first quarter as they were going to commercial. I can't remember who was on the call, uh, but, you know, it was I think it was like 3 nothing Rams at that point, and yeah. the game was just a punt fest. And as they're, like, going to commercial, he says, like, well, what's the rest of this thing gonna look like? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like he didn't even want to be there. <laughs> and then golf comes off the bench. Yeah, yeah. With a broken finger. Yeah. And is because uh, the uh, yeah. show because the Arizona hot shot got his fucking bell rung. Uh, and so what you think about the penalty? You think they should have called it? No. Oh, they didn't call it, right? They said he was a runner. No, they didn't call it. I don't. If there was a penalty, no, I don't think they should have called it. No, they uh, said he was a runner, yeah, and then he left because he also didn't lead with his helmet. I mean, no, it was he, shoulder into his helmet. Yeah, yeah, it was shoulder into his helmet. There was. I mean, sometimes these things happen so fast. I think you got to give these defenders a little slack. Yeah, what is he uh, supposed to do? You have to arm tackle quarterbacks, mm. <laughs> and these quarterbacks basically are as elusive as running backs these days. Walford's one <laughs> of them too. He's, you know. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Seahawks completely disappointed. Um, but this Rams D is no joke. I, I was surprised yeah. to hear them say that the, this was the number one defense in the league. First time the Rams have had the number one defense since 1978. That's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, I hope Aaron Donald's okay because he hurt his ribs. Um, yeah. He didn't finish this game. I think. I mean, he pro- he'll he'll be playing injured, but he'll probably play next week. Would be my guess. Yeah. If, if anything, he attracts. A lot of attention on the line, so mm. helps everybody. Uh, yeah. Then we got the Bucks. Oh, who chose that? I chose the Seahawks, right? Uh, oh, no, no, you, you chose the Rams. No, no, no I, no, 
did I? I didn't defer. I took the Bills, I think. Okay. For the first game. So that means you took the Seahawks. I got the Rams. Okay. For this next game, uh, I picked the Bucks over the football team. Mm, what a surprise. Mm. Uh, this was closer than I thought it would be. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I didn't actually watch. Well, this game was on it you know, some ungodly hour. <laughs> but I, I didn't watch the game, nor have I seen the highlights. The okay. only thing I've really seen was that Taylor Heineke run that I thought was like awesome. Yeah. Uh, that he's was fun. great. Um, he's but, fun. I don't know if he's going to be with them that long. I don't know. I don't, I don't think he's like starting quarterback. I don't know. I think it's so fun. Again, I thought again, like, I mean, again, I haven't seen the game, but still it was another example of like how, pundits in the league have that kind of short you know i always accuse them of having the attention span of a goldfish it was yeah. like taylor heineke has one good game and they're talking about how he could oh this guy could definitely be the football team starter next year like, i'm like shut up come on that's <laughs> one game like uh, and then brady uh i mean he was on he's uh he's he looks good man he looks mm. better than i expected him to look against a pretty good defense mm-hmm. uh and when it's like when he gets going there's some drives where he looks like five years ago, Tom Brady, and then some where he looks like 43-year-old Tom Brady. But it seems yeah. like any deep ball is going to be slightly underthrown, and it feels like the receivers kind of figured out that. And that's all right. they needed. I mean, if they catch it, they catch it. It yeah. might not be beautiful, but hey, it's it's starting to work. Maybe they're maybe they're starting to peak. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. I mean, I think they're lucky that they had match up against the Saints next week. Yeah. Um, that should be fun, man. But we'll so talk about we, can, that we can get more into that later, but that yeah, yeah. that should be interesting. Ravens Titans. Uh, <clears throat> I chose Ravens, right? I believe you did. Yeah, yeah. I finally got one right. Uh, the Ra- Ravens, yeah, they're, they're they're starting to peak. I think, I think before the season, I picked them as a, a Super Bowl winner, and um, it might be I might look like a genius if it happens, but they look pretty good, man. No, they, they they didn't look that good. I take it back. <laughs> I feel like they should have put up more points. Yeah, against the sure. Titans. Um, I, I mean, expect, I expected more. I thought they were gonna. It was gonna be a shootout, as we bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, we can say this. So I was forced to watch this game on Via Play, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> which meant that I had to listen to the Swedish announcers. Oh, um, damn. So, in the words of the Swedish via play announcer, uh, Lamar Jackson finally got the monkey off his shoulder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said fuck? that? He did say that. Oh, wow. Yes, he got the monkey off his shoulder. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. I didn't okay. even look at it like that. I looked at it as a young quarterback that, you know, they haven't won. And I like his interview at the end when he was like, you know, oh it's a, yeah, it's a team game, man. Our team lost. I'm not going out there against uh, yeah. Ryan Tannehill. It's like yeah, they we they got us a couple times and we got them today. Like I loved it that he just. I like, mean, I felt like entertain it, it. I mean, obviously he got you know what he meant to say was that he got the monkey off his back. That's the way. No, no, yeah, I know. Um, but um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's there's a lot of narrative here, a lot of criticism that Lamar can't win the big game. He's yeah. 0 two in the playoffs. Um, LeBron sucks always, in the clutch. Like, yeah, exactly. Up. Always comes up short. Um, and it, you know, after that fifty-yard touchdown run, Yo. which was like a thing of genius. I mean, it was just, uh, it was gorgeous. It was yeah. a beautiful thing. There were so many great things that happened in that run. Uh, that was sort of the moment 
that I was like, okay, Lamar has decided, nah, I, I'm not losing this game. <laughs> There's no way yeah. I'm losing this game. I love the, the I love the I love the way they their plays look when it works. Mm. Like they're um tight for almost like the Rams. They do a tight formation and then they just make you think a lot. Like they make the defense think a lot. Yeah. Like that play action with the fullback leaking out or a tight end leaking out. <clears throat> I yep. like that. So, uh, I mean, both both defenses were pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but the how the Ravens managed to step up and yeah. stop Derrick Henry was nothing short of a masterclass in open field tackling. Yeah. Like way that and they managed to get to him yeah. and not let him get, get very far uh, and get going. Uh, he only finished the game with 40 yards. I Damn. mean, we're talking about a guy who's run like who's had six 200 yard games, yeah. you know, who's had a 2000 yard season. I mean, that's like, I feel like that can't be overlooked. You ready to get shocked? Uh, you ready to be yeah. shocked by, by uh, a, a fun fact? Yes. This is their first playoff victory since 2014. Are you I had no idea. I, I couldn't believe it when I saw I was like, this got to be a typo, right? When I saw uh, when the Harbaugh was giving his interview, it came up on his first playoff victory since 2014. That's crazy. That's just the year after they won the Super Bowl. Wow. That's insane. Yeah, I couldn't believe that shit, man. I love the way this game ended I, or, oh, you know, how it nearly ended, you know, with Marcus Peters interception and mm. and all the Ravens coming out and dancing on the logo. Some of you probably remember how the Titans did this in the pregame against the Ravens in the regular season. And yeah. the coaches kind of got into it with these players. Um, this was such a great example of how disrespecting another team can come back to bite you in the ass. Yeah, man. Right. Uh, and I love how Lamar Jackson doubled down on this by not shaking hands with them, saying, yeah, no, I'm fuck out. that. Yeah, we're uh, moving on. I don't got to shake hands with those dudes. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm all here for it. Yeah, uh, me maybe too, it's man. Maybe it's petty, you know, I don't know. But I, I just happen to agree that, you know. This, I, could be, this could be the next conference rival. Like, remember in the early 2000s when it was Manning versus – Brady, those Colts and uh, Patriots teams mm-hmm. will go out every year. And, and uh, of course, Brady, the Patriots get the best of it for the most part. They're remembered as the, you know, the elite squad. But that was a really fun time for the yeah. AFC. This might be the new AFC rivalry. Ravens I love Titans. it. Yeah. I love it. And honestly, it just kind of, for me, it remi- I saw people debating about whether it was the right thing to do to not shake hands and all that kind of stuff. And for me, it just sort okay. of boils down to, if you want respect, you got to give respect. And sometimes it takes a rude awakening to remember that, that that's the case. Like, you know, um, and we'll get into that even more when we start to talk about Juju, because that'll be Juju. fun. Juju. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we got the Bear Saints game. Yeah. Kind of kind of a snooze fest, but but it was the some of the most blatant, blatant yeah. officiating blunders. Yeah. Saints won this game, twenty-one to nine. Yeah. Um, Bears who'd I, were missing. Who'd I pick? Oh, you picked this one, right? Uh, I think I picked the Saints, of course. Okay. Um, Bears were missing a lot of key players on defense. It, you know, it showed early uh, because Breeze was really, you know, they were the Bears were basically forced to play zone coverage almost mm-hmm. all night long. And Breeze, you don't want to do that against Drew. You don't want to do that against Drew Breeze because he he can Send see the field. He can see the field very, very well, yeah. and he picked that shit apart all day long. Um, 
The for me, somehow this, they still weren't scoring a bunch of points though. I know. For me, this great catch by Wims, the the receiver for for the Bears, followed yeah. by the disastrous drop by him in the end zone. I mean, despite this being in the first quarter, it just kind of felt like to me like this is like the moment the Bears lost the game. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I agree. It was like. It was, you know, that plus Montgomery not really being able to get the run game going. It was, it was like the airs came out of the tire yeah. right there. And on the catch, they had to, this was what I was complaining about. And I put it in our group too. And people said, I was, you know, we got some Saints fans that are vocal in our uh, Spinnerfell Pod Facebook uh, group, Spinnerfell Pod group. Um, but this is what I was talking about. They had to burn a challenge on that catch. Mm. And I was like, come on, man. The teams only have two challenges, and you got to get them both right to get a third challenge. So uh, just call it right, and then they don't have to burn. That's when it was the first sign that, wait a minute. Mm. And uh, the Saints didn't need any help, man. So, Mm. but and obviously with the drop in the end zone. Here's the thing Saints fans whine about this shit every year, and rightfully so. They have been royally fucked the last few years. I agree with that. Um, so in my opinion, I think it would be a little unfair to ignore their sudden turn of fortune here. Uh, I mean, turn first you fortune. had the, the bears, uh, interception playing which, the bears. That's a turn of fortune. Yeah, exactly. The bears <laughs> interception, which was overturned. I wrongfully. So in my opinion, I mm. guess it was, I guess you could say it was kind of borderline the nose. Oh maybe yeah. And it down. was, it was, and it was ruled an interception on the field. Yeah, exactly. And the so nose overturned it. Barely, and, and I thought when I looked at the replay quite closely, um, they were pointing to the fact that it looked as if the ball had bounced up from the ground. But what I saw was that his left hand, as he was grabbing to grip the ball, that was actually what made the ball come look like it was bouncing back up. Yeah, I don't think it was enough to overturn, but yeah, what, whatever. <laughs> was this unsportsmanlike trash-talking penalty, which I was like, both of these guys yes. are jabbing at each other. The Why are you? Like he threw the ball to the ref who caught the ball, and they yeah. said he was tossing the ball at him. And then I, later, the uh, passing affairs, after the holding, first the holding yeah. gives them first and goal. Then they get to third and goal. Then they call a bullshit passing interference, which that, that's passing interference, what, five years ago before they changed the, the face guard rule? <clears throat> and now yeah. they calling me. I was like, "Get out of here, man! They don't need it. They're a better team." Exactly. And I don't think. Look, I'm not suggesting that the refs go into a game with no. some kind of deliberate plan to favor one team over the other. No, I don't believe don't. that. I don't, I don't believe them. in that any more than I believe in a team tanking. Right. 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 But do the refs get overwhelmed by the circumstances of a game? Yeah. Probably. Um, First time do, hearing fans all year for some of the refs. Yeah. Do, does <laughs> Does New York? chime in do they have a finger or hand in all of this i certainly hope not but it's obviously possible Mm. i mean you can't really i mean it's hard to say that unless you really know it um but yeah they 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 got a lot of help from the refs this this uh this game i don't i think the refs could have helped even like the the refs could have helped the bears and the bears would have lost I, I agree with you i still think the bears would have lost what i really want to know is this guy cj um What's his name? C.J. Gardner Johnson, the guy who got punched. Yeah. Trash talking. This is this is the third time this season. Yeah. This what did he do? Yeah. I was thinking that too. Like, come on, man. Somebody thrown out of the game. What does this guy say to these guys? Maybe he does research and like goes actually, real personal. I actually have a theory. All right. 
I have a theory. Uh, and you Swedes, who are, are probably also uh, European football fans, will be familiar with this. But I, I cannot prove that this theory is true. But I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson has probably been having conversations with Marco Materazzi from the Italian national football team. This is the guy who was talking shit to Zinedine Zidane. Remember I don't that? Know any of this stuff. Okay. Uh, in the World Cup final, uh, what was that? 2006. It was the year I moved here, actually. Okay. It was France versus Italy. Uh, the game was tied. And Zinedine Zidane, one of the best players on the planet at the time, uh, is having this little trash talk conversation with the Italian defenseman, Marco Materazzi. And the, you can see them saying something to each other, but you can't tell what they're saying. And then all of a sudden, Zidane turns around and headbutts him in the chest. Oh, wow. And Zidane gets red card, thrown out of the game. Italy goes on to win the game. Uh, and most people think it's because France's best player got thrown off the field for this headbutt. Of course. Uh, and it came out later, much later, because that, that was a big co topic of conversation. Like, what did he say? Yeah, what made this guy headbutt him in the chest? <laughs> and I don't ever think I saw the exact words of what he said, but he said something about wanting to fuck Zidane's sister or oh, or really? how he would fuck his sister or something. He said something nasty about his sister. Uh, and that's Am I an asshole for uh, not feeling like I would get that mad about that? I yeah. I mean it. Like, uh, something about it, my si sister. It's one of those things where you're like, really, in the World Cup final? That's why would you snap? He must have yeah. said something. Unless like, he had fucked her before. It, yeah, exactly. If he's, if he's fucked her and he brought it up and he knew that he fucked, then he brought yeah. Uh, well, like, your sister like it. Yeah, you know she likes it in the ass, right? <laughs> like that, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but then a headbutt to the chest. I don't know if that's ever in my uh, in my moves. Yeah, that's so not I in think my repertoire. That's the theory. C.J. Gardner Johnson has been hanging out with Marco Materazzi from the Italian <laughs> national team. Uh, I think it's true until you can prove me wrong. Yeah. It's basically true. So mm. there you have it. Mm. All right, final game was the. Uh, it looked like it was going to be the utter embarrassment of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they made it look more respectable by the end of the game. But it just got out of hand right away. First snap goes over Ben's head, and then and then they had a meeting at the one-yard line where they discussed what they should do with the football. <laughs> All the while, the Browns come and uh, pick it up for a touchdown. <laughs> You know, I <laughs> somebody no, mentioned in the group too. Somebody posted in the in the Spin NFL mean, group that uh, it was Cam, they thought Cam Newton was the only one that didn't want to pick up. <laughs> in in defense, uh, yeah. So it, this was very funny I, I, to me. I mean, the wheels just kind of came off the bus immediately, yeah. right? In that snap, you know, by one of the best centers in the NFL. Yeah, Marcus <clears throat> Pouncey. I wrote down. Uh, <laughs> The first snap, which sailed over Porn Addiction's head like a streaming <laughs> rainbow of money shot jizz. Uh, we should call him Ben Addiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which, by, for people who don't know, that's the last thing in church before the service ends. Mm -hmm. Ben Addiction. Exactly. Nice. Right. Good. Uh, I just thought, yeah, I, I, in his defense, like I, I don't blame him for not falling on that fumble as much as I would blame Cam Newton. 
Ben Roethlisberger is an old ass man. Like yeah, he, yeah, he of course. no part of falling. I, he was probably afraid if he fell down there, he would never be able to get back up. But we know the move. Yeah. The right move is to kick the fucking ball out of the back of the end zone. Yes. You don't give up seven points. Kick it out of the end zone. Take your two point mm. uh, safety and then send the defense out to play defense. You don't mm-hmm. give them seven points. You just save five points if you kick it out of the end zone. Mm. It's crazy. I thought that's what yeah. they would do. Every punter would do it. They know to do that shit. Sure, Maybe yeah. they just, I don't know, but to not jump on it and not kick it and just like, and you see the fucking squad coming. <laughs> like, you know they're coming. <laughs> you know Miles Garrett's back there with a helmet in his hand. <laughs> kick that shit out the end zone, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then of course Big Ben got a little nervous. Uh, uh, started gripping the ball a little too tight, <laughs> like he was planning to rape it. Fucking his release up. Is he either yeah. raping it or uh, jacking it? <laughs> yeah. And then he winds up throwing two interceptions uh. in the first quarter. Uh, the Browns put up maximum points. They get before you know it, they're up twenty-eight to nothing. It's the largest first quarter lead in playoff history. I couldn't believe that shit, man. I, was, that I was couldn't insane. believe it. Yeah. I was in shock when I woke up that morning and was like, wait, what yeah. happened? Uh, and yeah, I mean, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, all of them came to play. Yeah. All of them. I said play. Landry was going to have a good, uh, but Chubb and uh, Chubb and Hunt. Oh my God. Oh, oh. All those little, those moves, those early touchdowns by Kareem Hunt were just nasty. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. It was like, uh, f- like fluid. He was like water, man. It was like watching. Uh, yeah. Old uh, uh, Gail Sayers or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, yeah. So and, more power, and, more uh, shout out to the Browns. Everybody counted them out. And the Browns, they, you know, yeah, you're right. They came close to kind of blowing this. Uh, yeah. And and as a Falcons fan, I know how the Browns fans are feeling. But <laughs> unlike the Falcons, yeah. the Browns really stared down the barrel of this rifle and just said, nah. Not today. Not today, <laughs> Satan. We are not going to blow this game, uh, and with the Steelers nipping at their heels, that 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 fourth quarter drive where they they pass it off to my man, former Bulldog Nick Chubb, yeah. running it forty yards into the end zone, I was just yeah. oh, it was, uh, I, was, yeah, I, was I was angry that I missed this game because it happened yeah. so late. It was so good. I would have been I would have been on my feet the whole time watching this game. Yeah, uh, yeah. It my was jaw, my jaw was dropped, man. I was like. Kudos. Can't say anything about kudos to the Browns. Yeah, and not, I thought it was really interesting the numbers that that Roethlisberger put up. You know, going forty-seven for sixty-eight. This guy threw the ball sixty-eight times. That's not a record. It is a record. Okay. Okay. Yeah, five hundred yards passing. Damn. Four TDs, but he also had the four interceptions. He get he gets picked off. This was funny to me too. He gets picked off by Porter Gustin, MJ Stewart. Sion Tacky Tacky. You would think that would be the funniest name in that list. <laughs> but my favorite new name in the NFL, the fourth interception in this game was by Sheldrick Redwine. <laughs> you know his entrance name. music. You know his entrance music is UB40. <laughs> his last name is Redwine. Yes, man. And his first name is Sheldrick. That's a smooth ass name, too. How cool is that? Uh, I like his parents. <laughs> How cool is that? Oh, oh man. Damn. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. uh, more power to the Browns, man. I still wouldn't pick them to, to win the Super Bowl, but who knows? Who knows, man? <clears throat> uh, man. Um, 
So that know. was so that was this wild weekend, super wild card weekend. They put the wild in wild card this weekend, and uh, and I'm s- still only a smidgen ahead of you. So I gotta later on in the week, I gotta pick right, man. Uh, Got an origin story? Origin story. Should we get right into it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, our origin story. Uh, we're uh everybody who does who hasn't sent one, please send in your origin story. Even if you're in the U.S., I want to know how you became a fan of your team. Yeah, because uh, uh, to be frank, we're running out of origin stories. Yeah, man. Uh, so send us some more for those of you who have not chimed in. Yeah, um, I'm gonna read this origin story, um, about a, a fan of a team that's no longer with us. Oh, interesting. Yeah, we lost one this weekend and. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. to the team. Uh, but hopefully this fan is still on board. All right. Uh, this person, I don't know the actual name. Oh, it's probably uh the nickname. It's the Swedish nickname, popular nickname, Make. Make. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I forget what it's uh short for. I forget what what people. Maybe Marcus. Mm-hmm. I think Marcus. They're called Make. For people who I always think it's like almost Swedish for sandwich, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, the uh, so sandwich for our non-Swedish <laughs> listeners, uh, a very uh, strong Swedish tradition, uh, <laughs> is to add an e at the end of uh, like for a nickname. So my name is uh, John or Jonathan, but my American mm. used to say John, but they would say Yonte. Mm-hmm. And uh, right. somebody named Martin, they might call him <laughs> the Mate. Uh, they also Mar- like Marcus to add. Be, they also like to add the en at, at the end of a lot of things too. So when you're wa- when we're watching football here, if you get the Swedish announcers, they don't call it a touchdown. They call it a touchdownen. Do they say that? Touchdownen, <laughs> first downen. Yeah, which means the touchdown. First downen and touchdownen. First downen. <laughs> we always make fun of it. Uh, that's out. funny. So so Make, shout out to Make, uh, said that uh, that him and a friend. Uh, we're going to watch the f- the Super Bowl for the first time. Mm. And the Super Bowl was between Seattle and Denver. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, they became, they, 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 uh, Seattle won and then he fell in love with the team. Uh, I see. Remember, that was an ass whooping. So, yeah, yeah, I can see why he fell in love with the Seahawks. Yeah. Especially the way they played too. And then he liked the defense, of course. Was that the Legion of Boom? Legion of Boom defense uh, yeah. with uh, Cam Chancellor and he like uh, his favorite two were Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are his favorites, and uh, so because of the Legion of Boom, uh, Make became a fan. Nice, and, uh, Make. I don't know what part of uh, Sweden he lives in, but I designated Gothenburg as a uh, Seahawks when we when we divvied out all of the teams. Which I feel is very appropriate. I can't even begin to remember where I put them, to be honest. Um, but yeah, Gothenburg works for me. Yeah. So, uh, so shout, shout out Rain, to Maka. Thanks for listening. It's rainy. It's dark. They got yeah. a lot of fish and stuff. Yeah. And I'm look. I look at the numbers, <laughs> and we're getting a lot more listeners, and we appreciate that. But we're not getting a lot more origin stories, and we really would like to hear more origin stories. So send them over to. Uh, you can post them in our Svenafel Pod group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. You can send them to uh, our Gmail. SpinFLPod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram, SpinFLPod. But just let us know. And some people hit me up on Twitter and send them to me. Um, my Twitter is uh, John Fraud Van Dam. So you can send it there uh, or wherever. Just let us know who your uh, 
who your team is and how you became a fan, even those of you that are stateside. Because um, every origin story is a good origin story, I think. Yeah, I could give you my Twitter handle, but I don't remember it, to be honest. <laughs> I don't even follow you on Twitter, but I don't know if you tweet. That's because I don't remember my Twitter. I don't tweet. <laughs> I like Twitter. Twitter's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Especially to follow your team, man. If you want to you want to get mad at some fans, go and uh, start oh, God. dealing with no, your team's that. Twitter. I get it, man. I'm, I'm right. already mad enough at my team's Instagram. I do follow the Falcons on Instagram, and that's very frustrating. I've said that many times. Yeah. Uh, there was a funny one today. I think I posted it on the Facebook group. There was a <laughs> picture of Matt Ryan, uh, you know, bragging about how he's um, number one in first down passing. Like, like, stop it, man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Maddie Stats strikes again. Great. <laughs> well, I'm dealing. Our fans live. Dolphins fans seem to live in the uh, in the GM world, where they're just like trade and draft, and uh, I would swap out this and that. It's so oh annoying. God. Man. It's like uh, it's people that are qualified to do that. Leave yeah, it alone, exactly. man. Jeez. Mm. Uh, so no, right now everybody's Deshaun Watson. Of course you take. You trade everything. Give them all our pick, <laughs> and you just, it's like you give it. You're gonna make us Houston. <laughs> Stupid. Anyway, I'm glad they don't make the decisions for my team. Uh, <laughs> thanks for checking out SpinFL, everybody. We'll be back Friday. The Friday episode, we're going to preview this week's, uh, next week's, uh, the division around is what it's called. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of SpinFL. I'm Jonathan Rollins. Excuse me, Sarah. And we'll be back with the preview of next uh, round of the playoffs. Thanks for listening. Peace. Later, y'all. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.